thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 15. When I consider everything that grows, holds imperfection, but a mom- but a little moment, that this huge stage presenteth naught but shows whereon the stars in secret influence comment, when I perceive that men as plants increase, checkered and checked even by the selfsame sky, vaunt in their youthful sap at height decrease, and wear their brave state out of memory, then this conceit then the conceit of this inconsistent stay sets you most rich in youth before my sight, where wasteful time debateth with decay to change your day to youth to solid night, and all in war with time for love of you, as he takes from you, I engraft with you. That was sonnet-ish number 15. Uh, this, <laughs> you're listening to Shakespeare's sonnets. I haven't said that in a while. You're listening to Shakespeare's sonnets, a podcast where we go through all of Shakespeare's sonnets, all 154 of them. So we're 10% of the way through with sonnet 15. Uh, I'm joined by... Oh, he's waiting for adjectives. No, adject- no adjectives, man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I, just someone. He's in a different country to me. Um... And yeah, he he does this with me, Thierry. Which which sounds much further. It's like fifty minutes on the train. It's, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you're not. The, I'm I'm not sitting in Sydney or Hong Kong or somewhere. No, no. But you are technically in a different country, so like, uh, it was good. We're multicultural in this podcast. We're a good podcast. Um, this this poem, I uh, poem sonnet. Sonnet is a type of poem. It, it doesn't. It, on first reading, it seems like quite a complex one. I think. Um. The, that this huge stage uh, presenteth naught but shows whereon the stars in secret influence comment when I perceive them as men as plants increase, cheered and checked even by the south same sky. I realise that when I read that out to begin with, I got it wrong. Um, but uh, cheered and checked even by the south same sky, vaunting their youthful sap at height decrease. There's a lot of imagery overlapping, it seems, at the beginning, and you have to pick at it quite a lot to, to pull things out. It's quite. I mean, I, I I can see myself stumbling over this one quite a bit. Good, you're you're too good. It's. Uh, I'm I'm gonna make an effort to uh, to stumble a bit more. Yeah, just just to raise my ego would be nice. And <laughs> yeah. um, I I'm I have to admit I'm struggling to to pick this one apart myself. The the end of it makes sense. The end of it to me is that uh, you're rich in youth. Uh, before my sight, my being Shakespeare's, uh, where wasteful time debateth with decay, and time and decay are both capitalised there, they're in this personified, um, to change your your day of youth, so to change your youthful appearance, to solid night, uh, and all in war with time for love of you. So uh, time is making this happen to you, um, as he takes from you. I engraft you new. Um, engraft being a lovely word that isn't used enough, I don't think, anymore. So he, I've, I've I've certainly not seen it used much. I'm, I'm digging out the, the the official meaning from from it, which is yeah, just to graft onto another plant, to plant firmly. So uh, it, it basically, time is stealing from you. Is stealing your day, 
um, uh, where, where Shakespeare is is what time is taken from him. He's trying to give back by saying, "Have a child," and then and then time will have to try and steal it from someone else. Does that does that make sense as a reading? I yeah yeah I would agree with that. Good 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 good. Now I'll let you. Okay, that's it. That's sonnet fifteen done. <laughs> I'll let you. We have agreed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and you can do the beginning half, the complex half. <laughs> what do you? Think? I've done. I've. I've, <laughs> I've got a few notes, and um, well, so, some of the things that I've uh, found is uh, it says that it's a variation on the Horatian theme. That that already sounds weird. Yeah, that of exegete momentum ie perennius, which means I have built a monument more lasting than bronze, which is. One of his odes, I can't remember which one. Okay. But basically, saying that um, he's he's uh, what does it say? Uh, it focuses attention on the object commemorated, which which sort of explains the first half. It's a very very strange sort of poem. After we've had so many easy ones about death, yeah, and nature, but it it. I mean, it goes the, the whole I engraft you new and just I perceive that menace plants increase. It's sort of what's the word? Like an extended metaphor thing going on. Yeah, yeah. So if you take mankind and make them plants, then we we are are cheered and checked even by the south same sky. So we're we are encouraged, but also held in place by the same thing. The same thing that encourages us to grow also holds us down, uh, and, and make sure we don't outgrow our boundaries. I guess. Does that make sense? Although again, we have we yeah yeah, we we do again have the whole death thing going on. Well, he's, he says decay. Obviously, as you mentioned before, to change your day of youth to sully tonight. So there's again, your your beauty is running out, basically. Yes. And and referring to it as a, as day and night, it, it, it makes it quite immediate. It's it, it used to be, or in the earliest on it, it was winter. Winter's coming, as 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 people say quite a lot because of Game of Thrones. Winter is coming, uh, and that's the end of your life. But... I've, I've never watched that show. There's lots of boobs. Well, I, I watched. Well, I, I say that I watched the first four or five episodes, and then someone mentioned that Sean Bean is going to die again and then went, oh, it's one of these shows and I just sort of stopped watching. It's good, it is good, but there is a... What what I find interesting, because it's an American show, we're going off again, but they they have quite graphic sex scenes, I think, and, and lots of yeah, boobs. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's an HBO. HBO, full frontal nudity, but there are people being hacked to bits by swords and axes and you don't see blood because it's that weird thing in America that... that Sex is fine, but violence isn't. It might that might be an artistic choice, though, because I mean, True Blood is broadcast on HBO as well, and there's more than enough blood on True Blood. Okay, I've not seen. I mean, they have they they have they, there's quite a few, but they they have a very violent sort of vampire orgy where they just eat and destroy an entire wedding family, and it's it's very very gory. Okay. So the, the not not showing the blood on um, oh, what's the name of the show on Game of Thrones might be an artistic Artist. choice rather than uh, <laughs> maybe they spend the all their budget. You can't have blood. They, they spend, spend all, all the blood, budget well, they, on yeah locations and on horses, realistic and stuff. swords and locations and 
and then, and then went, yeah, Paying we can't afford fake blood. To go nude. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and to be to be to have sex with their on-screen brother and stuff like that. It's, it was an odd series. Um, but but what I'm saying in in that and in the earlier poems, death is is the winter because that's the thing to be scared of. Summer is great, winter is bad. Uh, but in this, it's day and night, so the death is much more immediate. It's just coming. It's only a couple of hours away, and and I thought that was quite a nice sort of shift of the immediacy of this. It's gone from months. We did away. have. I, I do remember having a conversation about um, electricity and the time and how night would have been scary. Yeah, because they only had candles. So I can't remember when that was, but I'm pretty sure we we uh, yeah, we had night before as a sort of thing Fearful. to be scared of. Yeah, fearful. Then, yeah, it would have been it would have been a huge mystery to them. Uh, you'd you'd hear things and and but wouldn't be able to see them. And they had weird things like um, you couldn't leave your shoes upturned because spirits would come and then walk in your shoes and stuff like that. Weird, and that's where all these things about sprites and and because night was such a scary thing, you didn't know what was out there, and only the insane or the incredibly brave wandered out at night. I guess. Well, did they still also have a uh, belief in mares, as in the nightmares who would come and give you bad dreams and suck your soul away? Yeah, yeah, and, and succubi they and still incubi. still have belief in that in Shakespeare's time? Yeah, I would have thought yeah. so. And succubi and incubi, but they've, they've, them and their equivalents have always been with, with mankind, and their equivalents today are aliens and alien abductions. That's, that's all that's happened to them. So they're, they're brought on by night terrors and, and, and sleep paralysis. Well, I mean... When exactly was was because Galileo lived at the same time than Shakespeare? I'm wondering whether he he wrote his uh, his observations down before Shakespeare wrote the sonnets or after. I don't people, know. Galileo was pretty much they, they were pretty much still convinced that the sky was attached to this glass bowl and the Earth was flat and the center of the universe. And I don't think anyone really uh, for a long time has believed the Earth is flat. I think that's a myth. Because, I mean, you only need to go on to so a high mountain. So it was mountain. a globe, but they were still... Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, in terms of thinking that, that we were the centre of... The the sun revolved around us and everything revolved around us would have been probably a firmly held belief. Or or probably... Maybe not firmly held, because that implies everyone ardently thought about it. But I imagine most people didn't think about it. I would imagine. Are you furiously nice. Googling in the background? Well, I'm trying to find out because I know Galileo was in front of the Inquisition in 1615. I'm okay. just trying to figure out when Shakespeare wrote the sonnets. This is a bad thing to Google in Sonnet 15, and we still don't know <laughs> when they were when he actually wrote the damn things. <laughs> we we weren't prepared for the podcast. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to join us and, and inform us about these things, you're you're perfectly welcome. Just contact us through the contact form on the website, and and we will get you on. Um, let's see. I can. It's, it was. A, it would have been before because it says here they're not quite sure when exactly, but they're thinking around fifteen ninety seven, fifteen ninety nine. Okay. So it, it would definitely have been before Galileo was in front of the Inquisition. Ah, so Galileo was. So 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 the Earth would still have been the center of the universe. Yes. Well, they, they in the knowledge of the time. Yeah, if they if they thought about it at all, I guess. And I, I like the idea that that uh, what I see as kind of Greek 
influences are coming in with the idea that time is a person and decay is a person or, or maybe that's just reading into the capitalization in this a bit too much but i mean that that does usually indicate that they personify an object or a concept if they capitalize yeah. it and and the fact that they're debating or debative with de- time debative with decay i i love the idea that they're they're conspiring against the fair youth these these two things that you want to avoid time and decay are conspiring against the fair youth and the only way to win is to is to engraft himself onto his child so, so to speak I'm quite surprised that Shakespeare does actually say time, and he doesn't. I say you, you say the uh, the Greek reference that he doesn't actually say chronos. Or, or tempos, I guess, would be Roman. Or tempos, yeah, the Roman one. Yeah, uh, it. I. So I, I'm guessing he doesn't mean it in the 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 literal sense, the literal god. But I think he means it in the literal, just as a concept. Yeah, and... the concept of of this thing having a a persona. I guess. Lots of I guesses in this one. Um, but yeah, I, I have a child, live forever, screw over time and decay. It's, it's it, yeah, very much the theme. I wonder in, in the last one of the Procreation Sonnets, it's just going to be one word that just says, or, or, or a couple of words maybe going, go on, my son, or something like that. <laughs> just, to, just to round it off at the end. <laughs> Because I'm going to be... I'm going to take you down to the pub now and we're going to get you a lady <laughs> and you're going to get shagged. I've secured three women for you. You get to choose which one, but you're going to choose one. <laughs> Listen to your Uncle Billy. He knows what's best for you. <laughs> and he would have said all this in a... I, I wonder what the accent would have been like at the time. I guess we don't really know what the accent would have been like. I, when did... I, I know that... The, um, the American accent would have been at one point similar to the old British accent because they kept that accent when they went off to America. So it would have been similar, whereas we we carried on and changed. But um, well, wasn't the Mayflower around that time? Uh, oh, ah, you're really testing my history now. I'm I, I'm not sure. I think that was 16 something. I'm going to Google that now. It's going to be some completely wrong, <laughs> but I have a feeling that was. 16 something so yeah so we, what we should be doing is reading these these sonnets in a very bad american accent oh 1620 1620 well done you it's it's had the maiden voyage in 1607 yeah and then um uh the the strangest to plymouth massachusetts 1620 see we 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 know history and when i say we i mean Thierry. <laughs> i don't <laughs> It was it was sort of vague knowledge. Wikipedia helped. No, no you're on here. I got the century right. That was close exactly. enough. You're on here for the brains. But that, that was about the, the hmm? that was about the same time. Yeah. You're, you're on here because you're the brains of the operation. And does that make you the looks? <laughs> well, you gave me the looks earlier as well. So yeah. Okay. You. What are you doing here, I, Mark? I, I I don't know. <laughs> I I'm I'm here to prod you on to to read sonnet fifteen, um, and then we can we can move on. Oh dear, I'm going to make an effort to stumble now. Good, good. Make up words like I did when I read it. Like the prognosticate. I'm quite glad that's not <laughs> in this one. That's a tough one. Oh dear, I'm going to just... I can do you this. Can. I believe in you. <laughs> Don't let me down. 
<laughs> Sonnet 15 When I consider everything that grows, holds in perfection but a little moment, that this huge stage presenteth naught but shows whereon the stars in secret influence comment, when I perceive that men as plants increase, cheered and checked even by the selfsame sky, vaunted their youthful sap by tight decrees, and wear their brave state out of memory, then the conceit of this inconstant That's a good one to stumble on. Mm. Then the conceit of this inconstant stay sets you most rich in youth before my sight, where wasteful time debateth with decay to change your day of youth to solid night, and all in war with time for love of you, as he takes from you, I engraft you new. So a lot of S's in that one. That was... Yes, and and in, in consonants, apparently, as well. Um, <laughs> it's good. It, it's, it's it's a hard one to read. I'm, I They're all quite hard to read, but that one seemed one of the harder ones. Um, that was that was what Sonnet fifteen of, of Sonnet fifteen. It's ten percent of other sonnets. One hundred and fifty four of them ish. Um, as in, it's ten percent ish. Not there are one hundred and fifty four ish. That would be weird. <laughs> we we might add one or two. <laughs> Just will you notice which one we add? Um, I've been Mark Chatterley. I have been Thierry Healers. And uh, we will see you again next time for Sonnet sixteen. Goodbye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.